News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to stop by and ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. As we uh, kick off Wild Card Weekend here on this January 14th, it is episode 169 of On The Mark. So thank you so much uh, for being a part of us here. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. If you're listening on Terrestrial Radio or the KHMO app, as I'm broadcasting live here from our KHMO studios, the beautiful KHMO studios in Quincy, uh, you can follow the show and follow along on Facebook Live if you ever want to. Just search on the mark KHMO on Facebook. All one word. Pretty simple. On the mark KHMO on Facebook. And you will stumble upon us. And then you can now follow along with the live stream, uh, interact with me through the week. I post stories throughout the week about, you know, okay, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. Things like when they announce that the uh, Bills and the uh, Chiefs AFC Championship game are going to be in Atlanta. Give you some quick thoughts on that. Let you know, hey, we're going to talk about it in the show today. Speaking of today's show, absolutely jam-packed as we look ahead. A full breakdown of Wild Card Weekend, including my picks. I'll give you my upset, my lock, and my toss-up as well. Uh, we will take a look at some of the coaching vacancies, what jobs I think are actually good jobs versus not-so-good jobs, and um, what type of coach could work in a lot of these scenarios scenarios in the NFL. Uh, we will talk Bills, Chiefs, Atlanta, why they chose Atlanta, why I think it was a really good choice for them to choose Atlanta. Um, you have a little NASCAR story to wrap up the show, but we're going to get the show started with Hespin headline number one, and uh, we got to talk two of the biggest quarterback stories in the NFL right now. Hespin's headlines on the mark. No Lamar. And no Tua for Wild Card Weekend as we tip off what is the supposed to be the most exciting weekend of the NFL calendar. You know, the uh, divisional round and uh, the championship round and Super Bowl weekend are all terrific. But Wild Card Weekend, six games spread over three days, and you're supposed to have a bunch of really interesting matchups. And because of two injuries, two of the six games are duds. I mean... Pretty much absolute duds. Shocking. It would be absolutely shocking to us all if the Ravens without Lamar went into Cincinnati and won and if the Dolphins without Tua went up to Buffalo and won, let alone cover. So Lamar Jackson injured in a contract year, not going to be playing for his team. Tua in what is a gigantic year for him, first year in a new system, offensive coach. He was an MVP frontrunner for a point in time during the year. He's now missed over five games, including now a playoff game, due to concussions. 
So we have to talk about Lamar and Tua and the kind of futures. And if I was a fan of these teams or if I was a general manager, how would I be feeling? So let's start with the Ravens. Let's start with Lamar Jackson, the contract issue. If Lamar Jackson had already gotten his guaranteed deal, I have a strong feeling Lamar Jackson would be playing this weekend. Yes, he came out and said the PCL is still swollen. He can't move it 100%. But when you have that guaranteed $190 million or whatever it was that Lamar was looking for, you get that feeling of, listen, I'm protected. I'm taken care of. It's all about win. Al Davis said it best, just win, baby, win, right? And um, because Lamar Jackson doesn't have that contract, I think Lamar Jackson is using this as a little bit of leverage, saying, listen, this is on you, Ravens. You're going to lose in the first round, and you fell out of contention to actually win the division because you refused to give me the contract that I feel like I deserved in the offseason. Lamar's sitting there saying, if I had the contract, I, I think Lamar would play. Now, they're not saying that publicly. It's all focused on the knee and the injury. And and maybe in, a, in, the, in the other opposite world, in the different universe, if Lamar had had his contract, he may be still not be playing. But either way, if you're the Ravens, you're Lamar, this is a new wrinkle into Lamar Jackson contract saga. And what do you do with the, the Ravens? First off, A, if I'm Lamar Jackson's camp, and remember, Lamar doesn't have an agent. He has his mom representing him, right? You're building your case, your defense, right? You're saying that you haven't given my son a legitimate wide receiver. You haven't given my client a legitimate wide receiver. And my client is now more injured and and uh, having to take missed games because he's having to put more pressure on him to carry the team Look at the scoring we had, like averaging 27 points a game with Lamar, averaging like 12 points a game without Lamar. You're building your case, right? Trying to get that mega, mega deal. But if I'm the Ravens, I'm also building my case, saying, well, listen, Lamar, I mean, you've missed a lot of games in your four years of starting with the Ravens. I, do we? I, I, I'm sorry, there's injury concerns here. Y'all say, Lamar... Our doctors, we felt you were maybe capable of playing in those big games, and you chose to not play. It's going to get messy with the Ravens and Lamar. It's going to get messy. And if I was the Ravens, I would avoid it getting as messy as quickly as possible. I would try to get this done as quickly as possible. But if I'm the Ravens, I'm also not stupid. The Cleveland Browns are the only organization, I've said it before, stupid enough to give Deshaun Watson $250 million guaranteed and a fully guaranteed contract. If Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract and he won't budge off of that, I would tag Lamar Jackson. And if he demands a trade and he won't play under the tag, then I would I would try to trade him and get something for him and, and organizationally move on. I'm sorry, but no quarterback, no player, except maybe Mahomes, is worth a fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. They're just not. The Browns were stupid. The Browns made a terrible decision. And we look how it's played out for the Browns right now. Deshaun Watson looks like he might be the third best quarterback. Definitely the third best quarterback in that division with Lamar. And Kenny Pickett was balling out at the end of the year. He could be the fourth best quarterback in that division. And you guarantee owe him $250 million. You are screwed as an organization if Deshaun Watson doesn't elevate himself 
to one of the top five, six QBs in the NFL next year. You're absolutely screwed. So there's no player that's worth a guarantee. And if Lamar and his mom and their camp are set on that, and that's what they want, they want 251, they want one more million, they want that bigger than Deshaun Watson contract, they want it guaranteed, you, then I would, I would say, listen, we're going to tag you. And if he says, I'm not playing under the tag, I want to be traded, I would trade him. And get what you could, and I'd move on quickly from it. I'd try to stay out of it being messy, and I would just look around at the rest of the league and say, listen, we offered him more than Kyler Murray. We offered him more than Russell Wilson. We offered him one of the top three, four largest contracts in NFL history. He wants this. We as an organization are not willing to do that for any player not named Patrick Mahomes. I'd even say that in my damn statement. And you move on. And you move on. And it stinks because in my view, in my worldview right now, there are about six quarterbacks that you have to have in the AFC to make the playoffs and to be guaranteed. Lamar's one of them. Lamar is absolutely one of them. He is not in the Mahomes is in his own tier. And then there's the Allen Burrow tier. And then there is the Herbert Jackson, Trevor Lawrence tier. And he's in it. We say this guy's good enough to get us there on his own. And if we support them well, well, then we can actually start to maybe win championships and we can win division titles and we can win uh, conference titles, right? So it's going to be a, a, a really, this is just another in, very interesting wrinkle in the DeMar, Lamar Jackson story. What will be a very interesting and long offseason for the Ravens. But if I'm the Ravens, I stay strong with it. And if I'm Lamar and that's what I think I deserve, then more power to you. Good luck. On the open market, he's going to get some huge money. I don't think he's going to get what he wants. He's not going to get the guarantee like Deshaun Watson because there's only one organization in the NFL stupid enough to do what the Browns did, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Now, if Lamar Jackson and they demand a trade and he becomes all of a sudden available, I mean, I don't know if Lamar Jackson has a no-trade clause. I can't imagine he does. He's on his rookie contract. He could be putting himself in a really sticky situation. But he doesn't have to sign long-term with the team that trades him. And there is going to be a plethora of teams. You're going to see teams with quarterbacks absolutely kick him to the curb for the opportunity to get Lamar Jackson. Because he is in that third tier. He is one of those six guys. Especially in the AFC. In the NFC, I mean, he instantly becomes like the go-to guy in the NFC. The instantly. And so uh, it, it's going to, this is the start. I assume the Ravens will lose. I will make my picks here coming on up. But this is the start of a really interesting offseason for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, as you're listening to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, broadcasting live from our KHMO studios here in Quincy. Now, we turn it up. Bill, I know it is upon us. Wildcard weekend. I love it. Now we turn our focus to Tua and the Dolphins. They're in a very uh, similar situation. The difference is Tua is not one of those six guys. So I think this is even easier for the Miami Dolphins. Tua wants to play. From the reports that I've seen, there are multiple layers of things going on in the Miami organization. Basically, Miami is trying to protect themselves. Because if Miami trots him out there 
And he gets injured again versus the Bills, especially another head injury. I mean, he's he's out missing now third straight game for a concussion. Then Miami, I mean, you're talking about lawsuits upon lawsuits upon lawsuits if Tua in, you know, you know, a couple of years from now has a real serious brain damage. You know, God forbid, knock on all the wood in the world. So my I understand what Miami's doing. Absolutely understand. Miami is saying, listen, we can look in the mirror and pretty much realize we are not a Super Bowl team right now anyways. Things didn't break our way. We needed home field advantage. We needed all these other things to go with us to give us a real chance of making a run. Remember, Miami is like the Niners. It's like the Vikings. They have built a team that is a team better than their quarterback, but they have a quarterback who the only way you have a chance of winning a championship is by surrounding them with an absolutely loaded team. Mahomes doesn't need a loaded team to win a championship. Josh Allen doesn't need a loaded team to win a championship. Tom Brady never needed a loaded offense to win a championship. Solid defense and enough pieces on offense. So two is one, and the Miami are one of those unique organizations. I think they can look in the mirror and they're smart enough by saying, okay, we have to do what's best. Now, in Tua, if you're Tua, you're doing everything in your power to play in this game because your career is on the line. You've missed now six games in your third NFL season, all of them for concussions. I mean, and the last one was a non-out-of-the-ordinary hit. I mean, tripped up and fell backwards. So it's a scary situation for Tua. It's a scary situation for the Dolphins trying to figure out what to do. I think they're handling it the right way. I, they were to trot Tua out there and say, no, no, yeah, a doctor approved him, and we're going to play him, and he gets injured. I mean, you, you're you talking about all, you know what, breaking loose on social media, all attention on the NFL and the Dolphins. I think they're doing the right thing. Now, what does this mean for the Dolphins' future? The Miami Dolphins absolutely have to be having conversations in the building and with the rest of the league saying, we are looking to either trade Tua let, we will let Tua go. Just release him. It's not a huge cap hit. And be like, Tua, this didn't work out. We are concerned about your health. If you can prove that you're healthy and you can play for another team, that's great. It just It's not going to be us. Didn't work out. And Miami instantly becomes the most attractive destination for any quarterback, whether you're a rookie or whether you're a, a big name in Aaron Rodgers, a Derek Carr, a Tom Brady, looking for a new home in the offseason. Miami instantly becomes the premier destination. Why? Look at those weapons. Really nice offensive line, offensive coach in a division where, yes, you have to compete against Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is not Patrick Mahomes. You can beat Josh Allen in division sometimes. I mean, the, the Dolphins were leading this division for a while and almost, you know, if Tua's injuries and things, there was a chance the Dolphins could have won the AFC East. Yes, Josh Allen's a huge obstacle, but he's not the obstacle in the AFC. And otherwise, it's a winnable division. The Patriots are in flux. Belichick's coming back, but what's his long-term plan? And the Jets are a, a good team that is absolutely rudderless at the quarterback position. You and the Jets are very similar, but I think you have a better roster and a better coach if you're Miami. So it instantly becomes the number one job for a quarterback. Um, if I'm Miami, I, I cannot in good faith go forward with two of this offseason. I would be looking at all options. I would be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd be looking at Derek Carr. I'd be I'd be calling about Aaron Rodgers. I'd be calling about Tom Brady. 
and be seriously looking to move up in the draft for a Will Levis, a CJ Stroud, a, a Bryce Young, and I would I'd reset. I'd restart and reset. And and it just didn't work. And Tua, if you're Tua, and this is hard, but like you can't miss that many games to multiple concussions and just think that you I mean, the NFL is a different world now. It's a different NFL. And we as fans, I mean, it, I, my heart breaks for the kid, but it's he's made a lot of money already. He's he could be a great broadcaster, get into coaching himself, do something at the college level, and maybe try to you know prove that he's healthy and have a second chance with another team. But it, I, I just um, at this point, it's not ankle injuries that are nagging. I mean, it's it's head injuries. It's the modern NFL. It's a real, real concern. I think they're doing the right thing in sitting uh, Tua this weekend. All right, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will jump into Wild Card Weekend. I give my full picks. We'll break down every game. And uh, it's going to be, we got four games that I think are really good. Now we got, because of Lamar and Tua, two that I think are easy to predict and move on from. So we'll, we'll try to spend more time on those other four. We're live in local in America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Researchers are working around the clock to find new ways to combat the deadliest childhood cancers. This is a St. Jude moment. My name is Joel, and I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, and I came to St. Jude as a seven-year-old because doctors had discovered a tumor in my right shoulder. St. Jude was amazing early on. You know, Even as a seven-year-old, they found a way to explain it to me, to have other people talk to me. That By the time I walked out of here seven months after the amputation, I was fully adjusted using my left arm you know, so I could jump right back into school and have no qualms or no worries about that at all. So I'm lucky enough to be married to Lindsay, uh, who is also another former St. Jude patient who I actually met at a St. Jude event. She was in the middle of her treatment. Um, I had finished mine just a couple of years before and just told her I loved her. Luckily, she reciprocated, told me the same thing back, and we were fortunate enough to get married on the St. Jude campus. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts in conflict and crisis zones. When others look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year, we're there to vaccinate more than 1 million. Because some countries have only one or two mental health professionals, we provided over 400,000 mental health consultations last year. The fact is, your support makes our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. DoctorsWithoutBorders.org. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask about that lifetime powertrain. No fear warranty on new and used vehicles. They have a great deal going on with Hondas right now. New Hondas. There's some 0% stuff. Stop by the dealership. Tell them Mark sent me. Like, hey, I was just listening to Mark yell and scream about Tua Tonga Vailoa, and I want to get into a new uh, new vehicle. So I'm here at Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Join the Cunis family like I did. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two, a full breakdown of Wild Card Weekend. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay, so there are six games. We'll start with the Saturday games, go all the way through Monday night, which I'm very much looking forward to Monday night's game. You'll see why when we get to it. Um, let's start with it. Seattle at the Niners. Niners favored by nine. 
I actually like Seattle to cover the nine, but I think the Niners will win this game at home. Brock Purdy has been playing really well. The Niners uh, down the stretch put a ton of pressure um, on uh, on uh, the uh, the you know the Eagles and the Vikings, you know, to pushing the seeds and the limits as far as they could get, uh, and for them to put themselves in this position. Uh, to get the uh, the number uh, the number two seed, I think it's really uh, huge for them. They get the Seahawks team that they know really well, uh, divisional opponent, and I think this game will be tighter than you think, just because I think the Seahawks and Pete Carroll are gonna you know lay it all out in the line. They have they're the team with absolutely nothing to lose. No one expected the Seattle Seahawks to be nine and eight and a wild card team uh, this year, especially after the Russell Wilson trade. So I think they'll cover the nine, but I think absolutely San Francisco's defense will make the play they need to when they need to. Fred Warner, a tip, sack, a fumble, uh, Bosa, you know, a, a forced fumble, a, a big sack late uh, to move the, you know, the the Seahawks out of field goal range and to force a punt. And then the Niners score, uh, and they, the game maybe look a little more lopsided than well, but I think it'll be a tight game through the first half. Late in the third quarter, early fourth, the, the Niners' defense will wear down on Seattle's offense. Seattle will run out of tricks, run out of big plays, and the Niners will win this game. Uh, but I do think the Seahawks will cover the nine. I, if I'm if I'm betting this line, I would do Seahawks plus nine. I think divisional game, they're going to throw everything at the wagon. You're going to see trick plays. You're going to see a, you know a good running game. Geno Smith taking shots. This is Geno prime time, his chance to earn a job either with Seattle or somewhere else next year. I think you're going to see him uh, be aggressive and go down, you know, with the ship burning as opposed to playing it safe and just paddling along the river. I, I like the I like the Niners to win. I like Seattle to cover in this game. Niners kick off uh, a, a playoffs with a win in Seattle. Um, a, a, a kind of unique. Cinderella type of year uh, for them. And the Seahawks are one of those underrated quarterback jobs now that all of a sudden becomes really attractive. You have a star receiver. They've built up that offensive line. You have a nice young rookie running back. Pete Carroll's always going to work on his defense. And a division besides the Niners, who have a quarterback issues of their own, is a little in flux right now. We move on to the Saturday night game, which I think will be the uh, best game of the weekend. It's the it is my absolute uh, toss up of the weekend. I don't know how this game is going to go. I really don't. Uh, the Jaguars hosting the Chargers. Chargers are favored by one and a half. The eleven and the ten and seven Chargers. The nine and eight Jags. This these teams played each other earlier in the year in Jacksonville, and the Jags boat raced the Chargers. I mean, just spanked him up and down the field. Now, it looks like Bosa should play in this game. He didn't in the last game. And Mike Williams is now out-out because of the slight fracture in his back in a meaningless Week 18 game. We'll talk about that coming on up in Brandon Staley. I mean, what are we doing, Brandon Staley? Mike Williams, the most injured guy on the planet, and you're playing him in Week 18 in a meaningless game. Oh, my God. Regardless, my gut says... That the Chargers have enough, and especially after being kind of boat raced in this situation. But the problem is the all the pressure is on the Chargers. Brandon Staley feels like he's coaching for his job. Justin Herbert, again, is in that third tier of quarterbacks. You have Mahomes in his own tier. They have Alan Burrow, 
And then you have Herbert, Lawrence, Jackson in that kind of third tier where that Herbert knows if he could have the Joe Burrow type run, you know, get to an AFC championship game, if, if Herbert knows that he could elevate himself to that tier. I think there's a ton of pressure on the Chargers. And I think there is zero pressure on the Jaguars. Like zero pressure on the Jaguars. No one expected them to be here. Home, hosting a playoff game. And 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 part of me thinks that's why I, I'm going to roll with the Jags. I think the Jags at home, pressure's on the Chargers. The Chargers going to charge her, make a mistake, miss a field goal late. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence has been playing such good football down the stretch. I think the Jags find a way... Uh, to win this game at home, they're underdogs. I like the Jaguars. I, I I just think there's too much pressure on the Chargers. No, Mike Williams is huge to that offense, and I think the Chargers, um, they they just in moments like this, big moments like this, they just they can't get out of their own way. And the fact that they don't have Mike Williams for this game, and it's their own fault, their own coach's fault. I I, I just don't I just don't think there's a great sense of. Uh, a vibes for the Chargers going into this game. I just don't. And the Chargers don't necessarily match up well against the Jaguars. If Bosa can have a really explosive big game and and maybe the moment's just too big for Trevor Lawrence and Herbert is a more calm, cool, collected guy, then absolutely the Chargers win. I mean, listen, I'm talking myself back into it. It's my toss-up for a reason. I feel very unsure about this game. It's the only game of the weekend I feel very unsure about. I'm going to take the Jaguars... As my official pick, um, because and and my and my gut just says it's all about the pressure is on the Chargers. The pressure is on the Chargers. I think Brandon Staley knows he's kind of coaching for his job, and that's a terrible place to be in. All right, we move on to Sunday. Dolphins Bills. I don't want to waste too much time on this. I think the Bills. They're my lock of the week. I think they'll cover the thirteen and a half. This is an emotional game for Buffalo. At home, it's going to be in the 20s. Skylar Thompson, shout out to the local kid from Palmyra just across the river from 15 miles from where I'm sitting in my Quincy Studios at KHMO, getting the start for the Dolphins. I think they're going to overwhelm them. Absolutely. I don't know if the Bills are going to – this could be 21-3. I don't, I don't necessarily think the Bills are going to explode and go off, off. And Miami's got a solid defense. And the weather is not going to be conducive to just – gigantic big plays. But I think you'll see Buffalo get out to an early, you know, 14 to 3 lead in go, you know, and maybe tag on a field goal at half 17 to 3, and I think you'll see them run the ball, run the clock, let's get in, get out, let's not get injured. Maybe they put up another touchdown, a couple more field goals, take care of business at home against a, a solid Miami defense, but I think a Miami offense is going to struggle to get the big explosive plays. Skylar Thompson is, is a solid uh, backup, but the rookie in a big moment like this, maybe they make a flash Tyree kill, breaks one, and maybe they get a touchdown and get to 10 points, but by then it's 24-10. I still think the Bills cover the 13-and-a-half. So that's my lock of the week. I'll take the Bills minus 13-and-a-half is my lock of the week. They'll win easily. If the Dolphins win this game, it is one of the shocking upsets in recent playoff memory. It would be one of the absolute shocking upsets in recent playoff memory. Um, Giants at the Vikings. This game uh, is the uh, of the other games this weekend. I would go. I feel the second least confident about Chargers Jags one. 
This one too. And and part of the reason I feel not confident is because these two teams have had such a wild season and they both play close games. I think this game will be close. I think it comes down to a field goal late. I'll take the Vikings at home. Just similar to these teams played on Christmas Eve and it was like the same game. 24-24, Vikings field goal, Vikings win. I think it'll be very, very similar. I think both teams are scared of their quarterbacks making a mistake. I think both teams will try to run the ball a ton and establish the run. I think the Giants win this game if things get really kooky and weird. If there's a bunch of turnovers, if there's a bunch of picks, if there's a bunch of huge plays and the game kind of breaks open, I kind of like the Giants because I think that is where the Kirk Cousin curse of just losing in big games can spiral. If the Vikings can 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 maintain control of the game, run the ball efficiently, hit Jefferson for big plays, Kirk doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Vikings will win and they'll take care of business. I like I'll take the Vikings. I feel really nervous about that, but I'll take the Vikings uh to win this game. And I think it'll be about 3. I mean, maybe Minnesota even covers. I I it, uh barely, but it, it's going to be really interesting. I think the Giants Vikings when we look back at the games will be the sneaky game they're like that was fun. Like that was the most fun game to watch cuz I think these teams are both just very equally matched. Uh, Chargers, Jags is going to feel stressful. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun, but it's going to be like stressful. This, it's like whatever. Giants, Vikings, whoever wins doesn't matter, you know, in the long run. But I think it's going to be that kind of like fun, frenetic energy uh, with both teams trying not to make a mistake. Uh, Ravens, Bengals in the night game. I I love the the Bengals. I mean, again, no Lamar Jackson. I don't have any any worries at all. That um, that the Ravens uh, can upset the Bengals. I think the Bengals are the better team, even if Lamar Jackson was playing. So that again leads me to just lean on the Bengals. The Bengals have a, a defense is playing really, really great right now. The concern is the Bengals' offensive line. You know, Lael Collins, Kappa out. Uh, it's going to be a concern. So I think you'll see the Bengals try to hit a big play early, get a lead make Baltimore's offense a little uncomfortable, let their defense control some of this game, and then offensively just try to move the ball as best they can, running the ball, keeping Joe Burrow safe in the pocket. Again, maybe hit T. Higgins on a bubble screen and and break another big play in the second half. Um, Will they cover the nine, eight and a half? Maybe, but but I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. 17-9. Something along those lines. Uh, Bengals control the game most of it. Maybe the Ravens didn't have the ball late, and maybe there's a chance. Uh, but I think the Bengals will will know that their offensive line's injured, hope that they can nurse it through this week, being the better team, having the better quarterback, and then hopefully get a little healthier as they move on throughout the playoffs. I'll take the Bengals to win. Uh, but maybe the Ravens covered the 8.5. All right, and then finally... Monday night football. Dun 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 dun. Buccaneers hosting America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? My upset of the week: Bucks plus two and a half. I think the Bucks win. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm on. Mark is back on the Bucks. <laughs> I can't quit the Bucks. There is a reason why. I was four games under 500 in my gambling picks. And if you look back at them, 
the Bucks were like three of those games. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm just dying on the hill. I will, I will die on the hill. The Tom Brady is seven and zero in his career against the Cowboys. The Tom Brady is Tom bleeping Brady, and the Cowboys seem to always poop their pants in big moments like this. I have a stat here. Listen to this. The playoff records for the quarterbacks in the NFC. Geno Smith, 0-0, never played a playoff game. Daniel Jones, 0-0, never played a playoff game. Brock Purdy, 0-0, rookie, never played a playoff game. Jalen Hurts, 0-1 in his playoff career, lost to Tom Brady in the Bucs. Kirk Cousins, 1-2 in playoff games. Dak Prescott, 1-3 in playoff games. Tom Brady, <laughs> 35 and 12. <laughs> I'm taking Brady. I'm taking the Bucks. I listen, you may say, Mark, I I've listened, I've been listening to On the Mark for long enough. You're on episode 169. I know you're not a Cowboys fan. You don't really like the Cowboys. Maybe you're just doing that because that. I don't know. What I know is one team has Tom Brady, and the other team has a quarterback, Dak Prescott, who I think is one of the five worst quarterbacks. In the playoffs this year, if you rank the 14 quarterbacks in the playoffs, I would take Brady over him. I'd take Burrow over him. I'd take a healthy Lamar over him. I'd take uh, Josh Allen over him. I would take Trevor Lawrence. I'd take Justin Herbert. I would take uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. I would take uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. So what? Dak's probably around ninth, eighth, ninth best quarterback. Maybe Kirk Cousins. I'd probably take Kirk Cousins over Dak. Close to it. I, I, Dallas played so bad last week. I know the rule of thumb is you get a good team. They play bad. They bounce back. But they're on the road. Night game. Standalone. Monday night football. Tom bleeping Brady. I think Tom Brady's final swan song with the Bucks is a is a wild card win. A loss in the next round. And then Tom Brady moves on. And if you look at Tom Brady's career with the Bucs then, it's Super Bowl, it's loss in the divisional round, loss in the divisional round. I think he wins a wild card, and I think he uh, you know, has that one kind of last Tom Brady moment, gives him some momentum to move on from the Bucs, and then go to Miami or go to Vegas or go to, you know, back to New England, wherever he wants to go. And uh, and why not his career doing that? I think uh, I'm I'm taking the Bucks plus two and a half. So my picks this week because we're going to keep a gambling uh, 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 playoff record. Um, I got Buffalo minus thirteen and a half to cover, and I have the Bucks plus two and a half. They don't have to win; they just got to be within a point or two. But I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, I don't trust the Chargers, Cowboys, the Vikings. I think all three will lose this weekend. I yeah, I mean. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, Zach. Uh, comment on our uh, Facebook Live. I, I'm picking against the Chargers, Cowboys, and uh, the Vikings. I'm going to roll with the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings because you can't I, – I think not everything can get upset. And I do think the Vikings are really good at playing in close games because they played in close games all this year. Their losses are they get absolutely destroyed by better teams, which will happen next weekend for them. They're, they're just as good – or a little bit better than the Giants. So they will play in a close game and then win it, and then they'll get blown out by a better team because that's what always happens to the Vikings.
All right. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, there are coaching vacancies that we now know that Sean McVay staying. I'll give you my thoughts on all that kind of NFL uh, carousel of coaching and, and, and what jobs I actually think are worth uh, decent jobs. I mean, no, if you fire your coach, it's not a great job. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Uh, but I do think uh, you, I may surprise you with which job I think is actually the best job. We'll get into that next Broadcasting live from our KHMO studio here in the heart of Quincy, it is On The Mark, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Bolin Automotive Group. From those years are hard to forget. It was all white bread and whole milk, hamburger casseroles and quiche Lorraines, all with a side of cigarettes. We ate salads as desserts. We knew a party was classy if it had a cheese log. And we never missed an after-dinner smoke. It didn't matter if we were in our dining rooms, a burger joint, or the ritziest of restaurants. There'd be an ashtray on every table. And that very particular flavor in every meal. We smoked for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's amazing that our food could taste like anything else. If that was you, then... Get your lung screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at screenyourlungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Eleanor's diagnosis is acute myeloid leukemia. This is a St. Jude moment. Immediately when we got here, we, you get a nurse that walks around with you like for the first three days you're here to kind of give you the lay of the land and where to go. They know you're already drowning from the news that you're getting and why you're here. So they don't want you to have to figure stuff out by yourself. I know like you're here and you're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to smile, but it's hard not to when there's this giant community of strangers all working towards one goal. It doesn't matter where they come from, it doesn't matter what they believe, they are all fighting to end childhood cancer and I think that's something that should be celebrated. Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. If you came across a child struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? Where they speak? Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. Here's your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Mainly clear skies today with daytime highs approaching 43. South winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast skies tonight. Lows level off around 31. Cloudy tomorrow. Highs around 51. Right now, 25. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles, and then shop online. Shopcunis.com. If you don't want to leave your house today, this morning, go on your the website, shopcunis.com. Look at the entire used inventory. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from, from their network of dealers across the Midwest. That's how I found my truck. You know the story. I saw my truck. I was like, oh, I want this. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's like two hours away. I called Cunis, and they were like, oh, no, no, we'll have it for you tomorrow. And I was like, really? Like, yeah, we'll get it down here tomorrow. You can test drive. 
came in the next day, was out of there in an hour in a brand new truck with a lower payment. It, it It's incredible what they can do. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you when you get to the dealership. All right. Uh, the coaching vacancies. So we have some openings in the NFL, right? Uh, but I want to start with the fact that we don't have an opening in Los Angeles yet. Uh, the Rams, Sean McVay's coming back. I, this makes a ton of sense for Sean McVay to come back. I think Sean McVay and his threats of retirement were about two things. I think he wanted to make some changes to his coaching staff, and I think you'll see some changes be made. I also think Sean McVay wants a new, bigger, long-term, lockup mega deal from the Rams, and I think he deserves it. Think about where the Rams were six years ago when they moved from LA, from St. Louis to L.A., they were one of the worst teams in the league. They hadn't made the playoffs in 12 years. They were playing in the Coliseum. They didn't even have a home. They get they get Sean McVay in there. He turns Jared Goff and that Rams team into, I'm in the Super Bowl in two years. They lose to a dynasty in the Patriots and the greatest coach and quarterback ever. They make the playoffs every year. They come back, and then they make a huge trade. He wins you a Super Bowl the first year of that new trade. And your GM hamstrings your franchise with no picks or anything and 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 making all these crazy deals. And then all the old guys have a disastrous get injured year. And even in that disastrous in, get injured year, he still wins you five games. I think Sean McVay wants to be appreciated. And I think he absolutely deserves a mega deal from the Rams. And if I'm Sean McVay... I don't know if I signed the mega deal because I want to see what the blueprint looks like after next year. The Rams, in my opinion, and they, and I, I'm already feeling strong about this, depending on how the Stafford health of the offseason goes, whatever else moves they make in the offseason, the Los Angeles Rams, in my opinion, could very well be a top two or three favorite in the NFC next year. If Donald is healthy for a final run, if you get you know uh, uh, you know uh, Stafford healthy for a final run, Cooper Cup's healthy. They are absolutely a contender next year if everyone's healthy. So can they build up the offensive line, get some free agents to make some moves, maybe trade Jalen Ramsey, get some picks, get a player back for him to improve your pass rush or your and your and your you know your interior of your offensive line. Maybe draft a young running back, a dynamic playmaker, and the Rams are right back in it. Because we don't know what the Niners are going to do at quarterback. The Seahawks, we don't know what are going to do at quarterback. The Cardinals will be without Kyler Murray for pretty much, I I guarantee, all of next year, especially with the new coach. They're not going to rush him back with that giant deal with an ACL. And the NFC is still weaker than the AFC. And they get to play a weaker schedule because they didn't make the playoffs. So I'm I'm I think McVay is smart to come back one more year, ride it out, and then see what the landscape's like. See how everything is is playing on out. And uh, there could be a TV job for him. Or maybe the Rams will say, listen, we know this is about to be a rough kind of rebuild. So let's go all in. Let's let's lock you up and let's rebuild this thing. Let's 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 start again. Uh, so I think it's smart for L.A., uh, for McVay to go back to the Rams and for the Rams to be very happy that McVay's back. And if I were the Rams, I'd offer him a gigantic extension. Meanwhile, there are two coaches this weekend I think that could lose their jobs. If Dallas loses ugly, 
I think Mike McCarthy could lose his job very easily. If the Chargers lose, especially if it's ugly, I think Staley is out. I think the Chargers are very know strongly that Sean Payton wants that job. But I think the Chargers also have to say, listen, this guy finally got us to the playoffs, and if he can go on a playoff run here, then why do you make the coaching change? So I think that I think that Brandon Staley is absolutely playing for his job, and I think it's one of the reasons why the Chargers lose this weekend. Sean because Sean Payton has just been in L.A. working for Fox, just looming over the Chargers all all season long. Uh, so I, I think that's part of it. As far as the open vacancies go, Carolina, Indy, Houston, Arizona, Denver. If I was a head coach, I would avoid Denver. I would avoid Arizona. I, I just couldn't do it. I, I would not want to be tasked with fixing Russell Wilson in that contract in that division. And if I'm looking at Arizona, I do not want to deal with Kyler Murray and his attitude and his teammates don't like him and his and his undersized and his injury and in that division. That division with Sean McVay, with Kyle Shanahan, with Pete Carroll, I, 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 I want to avoid those two. I want to avoid them. I would say that Houston would be the third of my uh, third on the list. You get that you could you get your quarterback, you get a winnable division, but it's a historically struggling franchise. And then Indy would be second. I'd like I, Indy is a prouder franchise. They're going to go all in on finding you a quarterback. They already have some pieces, Michael Pittman, some some things. So I think Indy would be too. Carolina would be my number one job right now. A winnable division. You have real talent on defense. You have a, a star wide receiver. You have some picks. You have some uh, uh, some uh, ability to go get a quarterback. I would take Carolina would be the number one job in the market, in my opinion. All right, what, final break. When we come back, uh, quick hitter topics to wrap it up. Holland Automotive Group and KHMO. Welcome on back down the mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Stop by the dealership today. When you walk in, say, hey, Mark was yelling about Kyla Murray and how big of a baby he is, and I heard him say that you have a no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I want in on that. And uh, they will hook you up. Tell Mark sent you. Okay, uh, two quick stories to end the show. I want to give a gigantic shout-out. Kevin Harvick, the NASCAR driver, he announced this week he will be retiring at the end of this season. Kevin Harvick is the last of a dead and gone generation of old school drivers. He's ninth all time in wins with 60. He's a, a he won the championship in 2014. Kevin Harvick um uh had to fill Dale Earnhardt's shoes the week after he died. Kevin Harvick gets in the number 3 car as a young driver. And he's just been spectacular. And he's earned a place in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, and with Kevin Harvick retiring, it's the end of the Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Carl Edwards, uh, Casey Kane. That generation is gone. It's gone. And um, he was the last of it. And he was one of the uh, absolute greats during that generation. So shout out to Harvick. Maybe he can end his career with a, uh, a cup victory. That would be awesome. And then finally... Bills versus Chiefs in Atlanta. Here's why I love it. The NFL, by making this a 
fair situation by saying it's going to be neutral site because no one technically won the one seed and the right to host the, the, the AFC championship game. By saying that, I then say, okay, if the goal is to be ultimately fair, then I want weather taken out of it. I want weather a, a completely fair as well, so put it in a dome. I was all for putting it in a dome. Atlanta, that's a flight for Kansas City fans. It's a flight for Buffalo fans. It's about equal distance, you know, and so I think it's only fair. I think uh, if you were going to put it outside, and if you go north, the weather favors what it would have been in Buffalo. If you put it in Chicago or Cleveland or anything like that, then it's like, well, that favors Buffalo. If you put it in Tennessee or outside in in my, you know, uh, in another, you know, place that's a little warmer, then favors Kansas City. I think putting it in a completely dome and taking weather completely out of it adds into this whole, we're trying to be as fair as possible. Enjoy wildcard weekend. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Shout out to Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. And I'll see everyone at Cardinals Caravan tonight. In Hannibal at the Hannibal Grange Maybe Sports Complex, 6 o'clock. Hi, this is Jason Buxman with Cunis 